Where are you calling from? Yeah, I am from Palisades Park, New Jersey. You're in New Jersey? Yes. I'm going to be in New Jersey in July. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, hopefully I can go to the Catholic Palooza thing if I can. Like, hopefully it's not too far from, like, where I live. I'm coming from Alabama, and you're worried about it being too far from where you live? No, I mean, look, look, I don't have a car with me right now, Sam. You walk. You live in New Jersey. It's about that big. New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, but you still need to, like, drive around to get to some places, though. That's the thing. You, don't you live near – how far do you live from New York? Huh? How far are you from New York City? It's like an hour commute by bus. Like, I can just commute like an hour and just like they ride the bus there. Get on the bus. We'll get you home, okay? We'll find somebody to get you home. All right. Yeah, no. cancellations so i got I, I got to move you up you know and you've been ready to go and share your testimony yeah about came catholic and you've only got an hour so start yeah uh first off can we like pray for a little can i just like start off with prayer before i begin so in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit dear Heavenly father thank you so much for your goodness and for your kindness lord i just pray that as I share my testimony, that you would be glorified in this, Lord God. I pray that, you know, I would seek to know more about you. And Lord Jesus, I pray that I would continue to uphold you and the faith of your church, Lord Jesus Christ, the one holy Catholic church. And I pray you bless this time. And Jesus, in your name, I pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go ahead. So how, what, uh, what kind of church or religious background did you have just tell me your story how did you become catholic well first of all i grew up in a very like evangelical protestant home so typically you know when you're a korean and you're raised in a christian family you're most likely an evangelical protestant i however was baptized as a baby in the presbyterian church in america but then like you know growing up like i've attended so many different churches like throughout my life my Mom has always emphasized, you know, loving Jesus, following the Lord, you know, following the scriptures. And so we've been going to like Baptist churches, Pentecostal. You say PCA Presbyterian? Yeah, Presbyterian church. I was baptized as a baby there. I'm on live right now. What? I'm on live right now. This what? I'm going live right now. I'm, I'm busy. I'll talk with you later. Tell her you're on TV. She, I'm on with. I'm on, I'm on live on YouTube with my favorite. Catholic oh. Renex. Why do you have to tell him? Hello. I'm just, I'm just sharing my testimony. I'm not, Your just, testimony, you have to. I just want to. I'm not, please. Stephen, attending Catholic church is okay, but don't talk about your Protestant church or something. Oh, Stephen, you part- never ch- attended church correctly. 
엄마, I attended church my whole life. 엄마, just... You didn't. You didn't attend church for whole, for whole life. Because your mom stopped church and going to church. I was not a good Christian and either. You know, I still attend church all my life. 엄마, just can you please, like, I'll talk with you later. 엄마, please. Don't tell a lie. I'm not telling a lie. That's a lie. You attended church for your whole life. We attended several churches. Hey. Mom come come off. Sorry. That's sorry, okay. my mom. Sorry, my mom cut me off. That's okay. Yeah. So okay. I Hey, it's okay. She can come off. Your mom's strong Strong against about your attending Catholic church because you are I want to attend the church together as a family. That's what we did. The idea you attending Catholic church is is the division, cause the break the peace. Oma, you break my shalom. Oma, can you? Okay. Can you please, please, Oma? So I so whatever you do. No, sorry to interrupt, but don't tell a lie. Why? I've attended church. You took me to church all the time. It's so true. Stephen, I haven't attended church for a long time. I'm talking about my whole life. Yeah, your and whole life. We've attended church ever since I was a kid. We've attended church together. That's the lie, Stephen. That is, that is, no. You, you took me to church when I was kindergarten. That's what I was sharing. But because you caused the trouble, so I stopped going to church. No, but you still made me go. I took you to, to, to the one church, and you, at the church, Sunday school, you caused the trouble with other kids, so I stopped going to church. So, until you, we go to Gospel Fellowship Church, you haven't attended church correctly. I still that means you're you in the you know, age of 13 or 12. That's your mom's problem. You know? When I make you baptize when you're a baby, I make a kind of you know my I maybe you know make a you know promise with God to raise you as a Christian that I fail. That's oh. why you end up with this kind of liars. Oma, Oma, just go, okay? go, go, just go. I'll, I'll talk with you later, please. Okay, Stephen. I'm on live on YouTube right now. This everyone is watching. Okay, that's good. Okay, just let me. I'll talk Stephen, with you later. Just I don't like those spirit of lie. Okay. If you lie. You are son of the Satan. I'm telling my testimony. Okay. Just I'm not telling. Yeah, I am being truthful. You are being truthful. Don't exaggerate. You are attending church all the time. I'll talk with you later. Just go. I'm. Everyone is watching. You know, and you're wasting precious time. Please. Then why don't you turn to other person and just stop talking? and talk with me first. This is literally live on YouTube, Oma. Oh. Everyone is watching. Oma. Yeah, sorry. Oma. Is her name Oma? This is my mom right here. Oh. Hi. Hi, we can hear you. 
And I uh, don't mean to uh, upset you at all. I have an interview with Stephen to hear about his testimony. And I'm glad you had him baptized when he was a child. That's really but good. I failed to raise him in, in Christ. That's how he ended up with you now. Yeah. That's why I've been, I'm extremely upset and sad because I couldn't raise him in, the, in Christ. So he ended up with the cult who just worship Mary as heavenly queen suddenly. Oh and she, I whole life, I raised him in Christ. Just a loving Christ is the whole one truth. Because Jesus says he's the only way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Suddenly, just to go to the Catholic Church and saying, Hail Mary, every morning, driving crazy. Well, we believe because God said, "Do not right. idolize anybody." Right. I'm not, can, can we? Okay, Stephen, just don't tell a lie. Sorry about it. Okay. Because I, you, I didn't know you were in the light. I was. This is a YouTube what everyone is watching, so it's like. Stephen, you don't have to explain. I just want you to be truthful. All I will. I will be truthful as I as I okay. both Your memory is twisted. You didn't attend the church all the time, all your life, okay? You didn't. New Jersey, year 2010. Uh, New York, I've always attended church. Kindergarten, I've attended church. New York, which, which, which church did you go in them? I can't even remember, but we still attended church. I, that's what I remember as a kid. Okay, when you were a kid. You always took me to Sunday school. Oh mom, just go. Oh my, just just go, just go. Oh my, please, please, just you're wasting precious time. Just leave, please. Oh. Be truthful, Okay, I will. I'm not telling a lie. I'm being. I'm gonna be truthful. I will tell the truth. Because the spirit of lie, the spirit of all those deceitful spirits. Oh. Sorry about sorry to the audience. Okay, the PCA Presbyterian Church. Yes, I was baptized Presbyterian. Okay, you said PCA Presbyterian Churches of America? Yes. Guess what? Yes. That was and can I I wanna say this to the audience first of all. I am so sorry for the interruption that happened. It's all right, man. We all been through the highest part of being a Catholic convert, dude. Yeah, I mean part of it, man. Well, I don't know what she's saying. It's like, I have attended church my whole life. Like, I've always been taught to it. Other than attending church, my mom has always taught me. You know, she showed me, like, what the Bible is. I've always been told, like, you know, I've been read so many, like, Bible stories, you know, about creation. You know, how God created us. You know, how Jesus Christ died for us. And she would always show. And anyways, that's also part of my testimony, too. It's like, she always read me and my sister Bible stories, you know. And even showing us, you know, veggie tales. I really, I still love some of the veggie tales. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's just upset because you went Catholic. That's part of it. She'll probably be a bigger Catholic than you one day. You know? I put, just, oh, I pray for Hey, when, when my son that passed away, Lee, his name's Lee too. When uh, he told me, he's sitting on his couch right over here. When he told me he was going to, that he was interested in going Catholic church, man, I went eight crap on him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I it's went and so it's part of it. And that's yeah. why I'm here. And, yeah. and 
thing that other people hear that because it's it's your mom loves you <clears throat> your mom loves you she just doesn't understand that catholics are the original christians and we are exactly. started in birmingham alabama by frank barker i knew mm -hmm. him before he died he was in my house he started that whole denomination it's briarwood presbyterian in birmingham now and i i went to that same church that you did original mm -hmm. okay yeah, I've, I've attended different churches. There are Baptist churches I've attended, even especially as a teenager. Like, I mean, as a kid, it's like, I I knew I attended church, but it's like, you know, I don't know how often, but it's like, I still attend the church, even though at first it's like, you know, even if you're not like serious about it, like as a kid, it's like, you still had to go because your parents wanted you to. That was like the typical like Sunday school type of Christian. And so it's like, Teenager, teenage years, I started like attending like mostly those Korean churches because you know my mom also wanted me the the Korean community. It's like you know she always tells me and my sister when whenever we go to youth group, it's like learn from your teachers, learn from your pastors about the Word of God. And so it's like that's just basically, you know, I was in this phase where like you know I was attending church, but then I wasn't really like fully all in for Christ like you know I was just typically you know just this typical Sunday morning type person is like you know and other times it's like I really didn't want to like take God seriously but then it's like at first I was like and I tried and I wasn't like that serious and like and I think there was one time though that I made like this stuff where like it got all of my you know youth group members like that triggered about because I was a and it's like looking back on it now it's like i think it kind of misrepresented it's like but i blurted out like the virgin mary says she's the only way the catholic church teaches that. i'm like not knowing that no the the catholic church does not teach that mary is the way to heaven only christ is right but then that was like a small joke it's like i kind of just like brushed it off and i got told like oh catholic church is the one it's the wrong church. Like, you know, the Catholic church, they worship Mary and all that stuff. And they have the Pope. It's like, I remember like as a teen, like I would like dig deep into those like evangelical anti-Catholic comics. And they talk about like, you know, oh, the Catholic church, they're going to establish the evil world order. Like they're the, like they basically the Vatican is like Babylon. According to Re Revelation. I mean, you, if you're an evangelical, you heard this before, right? Brainwashed all, all our lives. True. Uh, same way. It's the same way. Yeah, so I was very, like, you know, pretty closed off to Catholicism and just, like, you know, like, no, faith alone, Bible alone, you know, Jesus is the only way. And I was just like that. But I remember it's just, like, I when I was, like, at the age of 17, I went to this like missionary training program with like this organization called youth with a mission. And like, um, I was, I had an encounter with God for the first time. So it's like, for me, even though I'm becoming Catholic now, it's like, I will always say that there are many, there are parts about like my Protestant upbringing that will forever treasure and be grateful for. Cause it's like, I don't think Protestants are bad people. I, I generally think that there is some truth to what Protestants teach. But it's just like right now, like Catholicism is like 
the fullness of the truth. Anyways, I was giving a little bit ahead there. I need to like. It's okay. Just let it come out the way it comes out. Say hi to Hope. She's your uh, neighbor, sort of. Salted Hope right there. She's your uh, Jersey girl there. So you got, okay. you got. Really? Yeah. She lives she in Jersey. Awesome and much respect to his mother too. Oh, thank you. Please. Yes, I'm in northern New Jersey in Palisades Park. I'm basically where like the, all the Koreans are. Hey, can I ask you a question about Koreans real quick? Yeah, sure. Do you guys get along with Vietnamese people? Well, basically, like, well, if you're talking about Koreans in Korea or Koreans in America. Here, like, over here. Koreans in America, like, we're basically just, like, Americanized. It's like. We're mostly kind of like keep to ourselves, but it's like, you know, we get along with everybody. Like, we try to like be nice to people. Yeah. Cause like, we're us Asian, even though like Asian culture, we're about like showing respect, you know? I went to Smash yesterday. Yeah, I saw the video and you said like, you like sent DMs about like how the rat treads are piling onto you. Yeah, I got hate mail all day long. I mean, some people, they need to learn. I think. That's why Catholicism, like, that's why, like, it's the universal body of Christ. It's like, Yeah. It transcends culture. It's it's in Korea and China and Spain and redneck Alabama and Canada and yeah. Russia. So. Catholic Church is everywhere, and it takes the flavor of wherever she shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I do... Yeah, I definitely do believe that, like, everything transcends culture. Yeah, it's kind of like music. Right, celebrated. It's not just the traditional Latin mass. You also have, like, the Ambrosian rite, and you got the old Greek rite that mm -hmm. the early Christians used to worship in. Yeah, I've been to some of that. You know, it's very, to me, it's very important. I feel sorry, really, I feel sorry for a lot of my Catholic friends. Because a lot of them think it's just Roman Catholic uh, tradition. No, no. And, oh, and I'm like, man, you're about this much into the Catholic Church. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, different parts of the world, different times of the world. As, like, as long as we believe that, you know, Christ is really present in the Eucharist. Right. And we believe that, you know, the the church itself, the gates of hell will not prevail. If, as long as the liturgically is celebrated reverently as God commands, you know, with the priesthood, then it's like, there's nothing wrong. But so anyways, oh, we're like going a little off tangent. I might, I need to get back into like how I grown in the Catholic church. And so at the age of 17, I was like, had an encounter with the Lord and just like, I was a, in a Protestant organization. It's not a Catholic one. It was a Protestant one kind of like charismatic a little bit, but still I like received a touch from the Lord. It's just like, I knew in my heart, I said like, I want to live for God. Like I knew it's like, I don't want to like compromise anymore. It's like, cause there are parts, you know, when I go to like a youth camp, it's like, Oh yeah. I had an encounter with God got saved. But then I go to another youth camp, youth camp go to another youth camp. It's like, say I got saved again. And it's just like, I don't want to be in this. And then I compromise, you know, I don't want to be in this cycle of like, you know, getting an encounter with God, getting saved. But then like, you know, I go back to my old, old habits. It's like, I was so sick and tired of this. I was so sick and tired of being just this like typical lukewarm Christian. I knew I wanted to be, you know, just seek, 
ser searching like Christ. And so at that same missionary organization, and I even like, you know, chose to like go to their Bible colleges, like Bible schools and just like learn how to study the Bible for myself. Cause like, I never really do a lot of those things. And so the word of God, and so studying the Bible is like, it's like so complex and it's just like, and oftentimes there was like a lot of debating back and forth, back and forth, you know, about different Christians. And it's like, at first I thought it was like just a normal thing. And, and it's just like, you know, oh, people have these views, you know, you know, people can agree or disagree on secondary tertiary issues, but you know, primary issues. I mean, it's like looking back on this now and just like, no way you need the authority of the church. Need a you reference. need that. It's like, come on, without the church, we would never have the Bible. People would still be arguing about which books belong in, like, belong in the Bible. People would say, oh, no, that book belongs in the Bible. And the other ones say, like, oh, that this book belongs in the Bible. It's like, bro. And it just gets confusing. And so after studying the Bible and just like, you know, you know going on like several missions trips with like teams, you know, to different countries. I mostly like attend, like went to like do missions, like especially with another Bible missionary program to like teach the Bible in Thailand. And by the way, to like, and my missions organization, to, when I was doing that discipleship training program, I, I also been to the Philippines actually to spread the gospel. And that was a really good time. I mean, it was mostly though in like the Protestant context where it's like, I mean, Philippines is Catholic. We say, Oh, Philippines is Catholic, but it's like they need to learn about personal relationship with Jesus. Cause I was like, oh, well, they have some knowledge, but they just, cause I felt like, cause again, I still had this mindset of like, oh, the Catholic Church, they get some things wrong, you know, but, but they don't need, they don't know how about like personal relationship with Jesus. And I used to believe in this, like, oh, follow Jesus, not religion, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then during my Bible school, one of my friends is not even Catholic, but yet, he disagrees with the whole notion of like, follow Jesus, not religion. He says, no, religion means you believe in and worship God. If you believe in and worship God, you're essentially following a religion, but it's the true religion. So the word you're looking for to use is like, you know, legalism. Christianity is not legalistic. And so that just kind of went on. It's just like, I was kind of like just stuck in my ways. And so for me, like, like when I got back home, it's so like, I was, I was kind of confused, like, you know, where I needed to go to. And just like, I was still attending, like, used to, I still attend like my, mom's like, you know, non-denominational churches. Like I still go to like, you know, Protestant churches, but then it's like, cause like the missions organization that I used to go to, it's like, I faced some trouble with the like, Cause like, while I was on a mission in Cambodia, I like everywhere. Yeah, I I like started like talking with this like local Cambodian girl. Like she said she's Christian, but then it's like you know, as soon as like we decided to like rush in the relationship quickly, it's like I got into a little bit of like a problem, and it's just so it's like you know. They asked me, like, where did you get the authority of God to, like, get this girl? Like, they were just saying, like, you know, 
it's not right but it's like i still held on to the relationship and it's like due to the problems with that like like i had to leave and i mean i'm not like i mean i don't have a girlfriend right now it's like the relationship didn't work out but like because it's like she and i we didn't my ex-girlfriend and i i mean we were long distance but also like we didn't even talk that much anymore as we used to it's so it's like i mean we had to like end it on good terms but hopefully though you know if god willing i find like a beautiful wife you know that i can marry like that i can like raise up my future kids in the, in the church with like i want a catholic wife yeah best best place to find one of those is at mass what uh when did you go to your first mass when did you go to your oh, first I, mass? When did you start becoming interested in, in the Catholic Church? At what point? Oh yeah, so a fast forward into that. So what I, I'll get to that. So I used to attend like prior to me attending my first mass. That was like summer of twenty twenty three. Like I still attended like my Protestant churches. Like I remember. Before I moved to New York, like 2022, I used to attend my mom's like Korean church and the pastor there was just so on fire for the word of God. And just, he really sparked my love for God and theology. And so like, I really got to study the Bible with him. And so I was, you know, super into Calvinism, like defending Calvinist theology, especially for my charismatic friends. But then like after a few years of like defending Calvinism, I've simply found it to be indefensible. And even while I was attending my previous non-denominational church, it's like something about it just didn't feel right. Like people don't have enough reverence for God. And so like when my, the last church I attended, they moved the location to somewhere else. It was like, um, that's when I decided, you know what, forget it. I'm attending Catholic mass. So like, I think it was like May or June of 2023 that I started attending Catholic churches like, last, and just away from my non-denominational church. Last summer. Yeah, that was last summer. Like not even a year ago. No, that was last summer. Okay. <laughs> and so when I attended my first mass, it just felt so different from like the previous Protestant experience I was so used to. You know, because a lot of my experiences, like attending, you know, Protestant churches, it was like, you know, we just sing songs, you know, you know, take communion. Sometimes it was, even though it was just like a grape juice and a cracker communion. But then it was, and then you get to hear like some, you know, like a pastor or like some other person do like these messages talking about like Jesus, you know, I mean, it's not all bad. And I even say this to like, you know, if there are any Protestants watching this, I'm like, I just want to say, like, I don't want you to feel like I'm hating you guys. It's like, I know, like, I really appreciate, like, your zeal. But then to me, it's just like, you know, I think Protestants, they have really good intentions in wanting to follow Jesus. It's just the way they're doing it is kind of like not in the right direction. So it's like we have to, like, push them to or in this way. And so when I first attended Mass, I cried. I cried for the first time, like, this is beautiful. This is where the reverence of God truly is, especially with the altar standing right there. And I was like, why are people not going to this? How could people not see, like, you know, this is reverent worship? And it's not just singing, you know, just like, like 
this rock concert type thing. It's like, no, this is actual reverence for the liturgy. And so after I attended my first mass, I was like, you know, That was the, that was literally the first the first thing I asked the priest is like about RCIA, and he was like, "Oh, RCIA, we can help with that." And so like, I had to like wait a couple of weeks. I thought it was gonna I was gonna start in like September, but surprisingly, you know, I got to start earlier, like some like July end of July twenty twenty three is when I started doing RCIA, and like, it's just been quite a journey so far. Are you still are you still in those classes? Yeah, I am. I'm about to actually go into my right of election on like February sixteenth, seventeenth on Saturday. Calvinistic to me. <laughs> Calvinistic. <laughs> oh yeah, you're predestined. You are predestined to be Catholic. I mean, yeah. So, um, when is your? Are you going to? Will you be confirmed at Easter time or are they going to expedite it? Or I think from what I hear, like I may be convert, I may be like confirmed sometime in April. Although it's like, you know, usually like I thought, of, I thought it was going to be around the Easter vigil, but we'll see. It all depends on my priest. Like I may be confirmed like in April because I'm already, because they, they told me it's like, you know, I'm already validly like, baptized and so it's like i just need to be confirmed and receive first communion yeah um what's the most what you were telling when we were texting about how much communion meant to you the eucharist oh yeah the eucharist wow i literally i don't know it's just so unexplainable it's like the fact that the church has taught for literally over like two thousand years even before and after the Protestant Reformation, it's like, no, this is the actual body and the blood of Christ. And Christ says, unless you eat the body and drink the blood of the Son of Man, you have no life in you. Like, wow. I was like, that just really floored me. And I think even before, like, even before I left for my, for the Catholic Church, you know, I even had a debate with some of my, you know, people that I used to attend church with about the Eucharist, and they all just said, it's just a symbol. Like, it's it's not the real body and the blood of Christ. And it's like, and so I asked them, if Christ literally meant what he said when he said, unless you eat the body and drink the blood of the Son of Man, you have no life in you. How can you say it's just merely symbolic? And this one girl even asked me, so is that like eating a chicken leg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just kind of, that's just kind of, like scandalized me. I just kind of planted the seed of doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention that too. Like that was like the starting point for me to like, when I started looking into the Catholic and even Eastern Orthodox churches, because both of these churches have really rich traditions and they're very apostolic too. The fact that like the church claims apostolic succession, that's something unheard of. Like, you know, even in our little Anglo Protestant world, it's like, come on. If we really believe that how the church has been teaching for over 2,000 years, like 
if we try to look at it through our little Anglo Western, you know, lenses, it's just like, I mean, you know, it's kind of like incomprehensible to us because like, you know, I think the real reptiles, like, you know, Christianity didn't start in, even start in the West. Like it started all the way, like, you know, in the Holy Land and like, I mean, in modern times, I would say Middle East, like in Israel. And like the early church is the continuity of what, you know, the Hebrews like have been practicing for so long. So, you know, except Christ is the fulfillment of that old covenant. And so anyways, in regards to the Eucharist, I came to fully accept that like, you know, this is someone, you're not eating something, but you're eating someone. And so it's like, I have not, as of right now, I haven't really like taken the Eucharist yet, but it's like, you know, you know, just take first communion to actually eat the body and drink the blood of Christ. You know, I mean, preferably I like want to receive like both kinds, like yeah. body and blood. But it's like, I know like the church teaches that the host has everything. It has the body, blood, divinity. So if you take the host, then it's like, you're not lacking anything. Right. Right. Well, I know that see, when I was Protestant, I really didn't have a problem with the, uh, you know, John chapter six about Jesus saying, you know, the, unless you eat my flesh, drink my blood, you have no eternal life in you. Cause I sort of just believed that he knew what he was talking about. You know, um, I didn't know that we didn't have authority as a Protestant, that our authority had been cut off. We're a rogue religion, but, uh, I believe that that bread we used was was Jesus. I believe that um, as a Protestant because I could read what the Bible said. Because you know I was had been Presbyterian and Baptist. We believe in the Bible, and yeah, Jesus, you know, he plainly said, and you know, he not only said eat my flesh. It's the word is chew. Mm -hmm. You're chewing. Yeah, and I mean, like chicken leg i mean jesus is a chicken leg but we are eating him and you know it's very important for catholics to remember when they're yeah. standing in that line to go receive the eucharist to own purpose remember and remind yourself i'm eating the body of christ yeah even catholics can fall into that trap of going through the motions, you know, daydreaming. Like when you pray your rosary, sometimes it's real easy to daydream. So like with myself personally, when I go to mass, I remind myself when that line, what I'm about to do, you know, this is Jesus. He's going in my mouth and I concentrate on eating Jesus and what all that means. And so it's, yeah, yeah, I definitely do agree with what you're saying there. And it's just like, ever since I have converted to like Catholicism, like I have received nothing but pushback, especially from my mom as like, you know, we all saw like in the beginning. Once yeah. again, I apologize to your, you and your audience for this. You don't have to apologize. We've all like uh, salted hope there. Hope, this, this chick here. Her whole family is anti-Catholic, man. We're all 
most of us come from families that, you know, it's a lot of converts and, and uh, our families, we, we know what you're going through. It's called being a white martyr. Huh? When you're a white martyr. Not, I'm not talking about being Anglo. I'm talking about. Wait, what did you say? You caught off for a little bit. What did you say? We have something called being a white martyr. Yeah, a white martyr. You know, you mm -hmm. may not be bleeding. You might not be cut or burned at a stake, but it still hurts, man, when your family doesn't understand and they jump on you. And But you're not alone. You're, you're not alone. And the little scene played at the beginning of our interview all of us have been through that a hundred times, a hundred times. It's normal for a Catholic, man, for a Catholic to go to Thanksgiving dinner mm -hmm. and get jumped on. It's just, it's normal. You know, it's, you'll get used, to it. it hurts, but you'll get used to it a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really praying for it. But I think, I too, like, you know, the one surprising thing, though, the only good thing that my mom has said to me, though, about my conversion to Catholicism was she's like, you must have, you developed some discipline. And it's like, I told her, yeah, I mean, like, Catholicism tends to be rigid we, with how we conduct our liturgy because we take the mass seriously. We don't treat it as like a social club. Church is about worshiping God. You are literally looking at Christ. When Even my priest at RCIA says, when the candles are lit during mass, it is the sign that the Holy Spirit is here. Mm. Christ is here with us. And so it's not about necessarily just like, you know, relationship over religion. No, it's both. Relation, religion is relationship with God. I think that's what a lot of Christians, especially Protestant evangelicals, they need to understand. It's like when you're following God, you're following his true faith. You're following his religion. And so hey, my argument with my mom, actually, like, you know, our differences, it just, uh, it just goes back. Like, I just go all the way back to like, you know, when I, I used to argue with, with people that I friends with that are Catholic, you know, as I've made friends with like so many Catholics, but it's, but it's for so many months, I've been so resistant to their positions. I just keep saying the same thing, but then it's like, they were so patient and they were like saying, where in the Bible do you, do you say that? Like, where can you find Sola Scriptura? And so like, I've never, ever heard those arguments before. It's like, I've only heard stuff about Catholicism from what Protestants tell me, but not from Catholics themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my, my lieutenant when I was in um, I remember talking to her back when I was Calvinist, back when I was Presbyterian. She had become Catholic, and I was like, oh, we're on Facebook talking one night. This is years. This is way before I became Catholic, and I kept saying, if it ain't in the Bible, I don't believe it. If it ain't in the Bible, I don't believe it, and she said, let me ask you something, John. She said, what did the Christians believe in the 300 years between the time Jesus was there and the Bible was put together, and it, it was a job upper for me because I had never I'd never heard that before, and I'd been in seminary. But I you never, were in seminary. You were pro, you were a Protestant boomer in a I went, seminary. I had never logically looked at it. I, I I just I mean I was afraid to. You know how when you get a um 
you know how when you get like a study Bible and you're looking like at the the beginning of the chapter and they got all those notes? Yeah, yeah. This book was written, uh, the Gospel of Mark written in, you know, like 60-something AD or whatever, Luke. Or, or That would wig me out because it was a gap. There's a gap between, see, in my mind, uh, these guys were writing the Gospels simultaneously as they were living them, you know, but they were reported, you know. Yeah. It was real time. And it just bothered me to think that some of these Gospels and Epistles weren't even written for decades. Decades. True. And there was also a lot of debate. There was one thing that Protestants missed is that there was also a lot of debate with Christian between Christians prior to the Bible being canonized of like which books are, are actually like the word of God, which right. books are divinely inspired by God. You know, some people can say like, oh, the book of Enoch is inspired by God, or like this book was inspired by God. But it's like, no, 382, Council of Rome. The Bible was compiled and canonized by the church. Right. Jesus didn't, but it's like before that, Jesus didn't leave us a Bible. He left the church. He did. You're right. You just hit it. He left us church and hit a single letter of that Bible. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the American Protestants, like, you know, they tend to view like, you know, Christianity as like, you know, whatever their worldview is, it's like, they believe in this like invisible church theory and just like, and so it's like, essentially they view things from like a liberal, like Anglo Western viewpoint. It's like, you know, we got to like, Look into what the early church actually believed. Read about the lives of the saints that have existed even before Protestantism ever rolled around. Yeah, long before. Mm -hmm. Long before. You know, um, have you ever Googled, you know, you could just Google early church fathers. Yeah. Right the one now? quote that really the one quote that really stood out to me that solidified, you know, my certainty of going to the Catholic Church. Quote by St. Ignatius of Antioch. Mm -hmm. It's like where the bishop is, is where the people right. is, is. There yeah. is the Catholic Church. Right. That just did it for me. I was like, this is it. Yeah. I and mean, it's, I'm, it's and the Eastern Orthodox, they have like some objections. Like, I love my Eastern Orthodox brothers. And it's like, I wish we were in communion once again, but it's like, you know. I'm still trying to like understand like our differences with the Eastern Orthodox. It's like we, I still have yet to like you know fully understand it, but it's like you know, but again, Catholicism contains the fullness of the faith. It's like we have all the sacraments, we have it all. Protestants, they, they have very little to no sacrament. It's the way I would describe Protestantism is like it's basically a cheap, watered down version of Christianity. It's like you know. You just go to church on Sundays. You just sing some songs, have fun. But it's like, you know, a lot of times, and I think that this kind of problem is also prevalent with some Catholics. It's like, they're Christians who live like the world. But it's like, no, we're supposed to be dead to the world and alive with Christ. So um, you might could be uh, a pretty good priest one day, you know? Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but it's like, I'm also thinking about like marriage. Look, man. Hey, brother. Hey, and women. Look, I want Yeah, I. Yeah, I definitely want to marry like a good Catholic woman. Like you know, if my wife is, 
like is a stronger Catholic than me is like I feel like she would push me to do better. Well, that's what that's what a wife is supposed to do. She's supposed to help you get to heaven or a husband, you know. Um, oh yeah, Solid Hope just said Spexo has an amazing video on Ortho versus Cardinal comparative theology called Why Catholicism is the One True Faith. I like, yeah, I watched that. I love Spexo. He is amazing. Like he and this other guy named Pine Sap and Franco Aurelio. Some these guys, I personally know them. Like, I mean, I personally know Pine Sap and. Franco, but Spexo, I don't personally know yet, but like I've watched a lot of their content. It's like they they were some of the people that helped me like understand Catholicism along with a couple others. And now seeing people even from my own generation, like I was at a political conference like in December and I met this I met like a couple people. They were a couple young Catholics, like and they were all like my age or younger even. And they're it's like they're either converting. Or it's like they're already Catholics. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. It's like young people, they want answers. The younger generation, they're seeking answers. It's like, and something like for like, I think older people like need to understand. It's like, like no offense to the older people, but it's like every, all of us here, like especially Gen Z, it's like we just want the truth. We, we're thirsting for something. Hey, Haley, Haley, did you have your baby yet? Like, Haley right there has just asked you a question. about. Has Korean he heard about any Korean saints and martyrs? I yes, I have, actually. But I need to, like, get more familiar with the names. But I heard there have been, like, saints, Korean saints and martyrs within the church. No doubt. No doubt at all. Let me ask you something is... um. When you say you're Korean, I know it's a different country than China, but it's like the DNA, or is it like, you know, Russia and Ukraine, they're basically the, maybe the same kind of people, just different borders? I would, I would say it's like, you know, Koreans, Chinese, and Japanese were like considered Far East people, but it's like, you know, with distinct cultures, like, and people say like, we look the same. That's just what it is. That's to us, you know, the the white folks, you know. Well, but you know, people say all white people look the same. You know, the the people of color, they look that's to say we all look alike. Um it is, you know, it's like there's a lot of Hispanics in America. There always has been, I guess, because they founded the place. But uh, you know, we wanna say everybody's Mexican, but there's Honduras. Nicaragua, El Salvador, all these other places that are, you know, Spanish-speaking countries. David Chappelle did a skit on a similar phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a shout-out, please? Addie and Chloe forever. Um, I just wonder how the Catholic Church is doing in, in Korea and China and places like that. Because when I went to the Vietnamese catholic church yesterday i could not believe there are that many asian catholics where i live there are hundreds. Yeah, we are we're out there we're rising up so the catholic church in korea i think what i heard is like catholicism is actually growing in korea like they're like has been recently been a strong growth and plus like the next world youth day will be in seoul korea oh really so, yeah the next world youth day so i mean hopefully i can go but it's like you know, it all depends on like where my circumstances at. Cause like, as of right now, 
I still need to like look for a job to work at. And so like, hopefully I can go like pray to God, but um, yeah, like the exactly. church in the church in Korea, I think is doing okay. Although it's like Korea is mostly like irreligious. Yeah. Like most people, they don't really care about religion and, or it's like majority of the Christians in Korea are Protestants, evangelicals. Well, you know, England's mostly non-Christian. You know, England's a pagan country. You know that, don't you? Oh, yeah. This filthy Anglicans. Uh, pagan country. Dude, like, King Henry was like, he's a mad whore. Who? King Henry. Yeah, horny Henry. Yeah. He, he only wanted to find a church because he wants to divorce his wife. Bad move. Sad that to me, he's the father of the Reformation, not Martin Luther. I mean, to me, Martin Luther um, has some objections, but he's, he was still Catholic. And yeah. King Henry was the lion of the Catholic faith. And then he just one day, you know, told him to F off and became his own pope and his own. Uh, yeah, I'm cut. I've been. I've been a little bit anti-Anglo recently. Like, no offense to like our Anglo friends here, but it's like the liberalism of the Anglo world, like America and UK is just like, um, it's just kind of like maybe develop some of that anti-sentiment, but it's like no hatred though. I understand, uh, you know, I'm, in case you hadn't noticed, I'm Anglo, I'm white. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've been studying the black legend a lot. Wow. Like is it? Oh, yeah, the Black Legend. Isn't, like, the one, like, you know, that's been told, like, a lot about Spain and all that stuff? Yeah. Spain was Catholic, and they were great competitors with with England that founded part of America, and Spain founded the other part, and there's conflicting narratives, and the British part, the British people like to make Spain look bad, and their church, the Catholic Church, look bad, so... There's something of narrative, you know, the black legend, you know, things yeah. about that. Yeah. You know. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the historic Catholic countries in Europe have become like a bit secularized recently, but not as secularized as Protestant nations, but we can get them back. There's like a strong, like politically speaking, like, and culturally speaking, there's been a strong surge of like these, these like conservative nationalist groups rising up in Europe. And so it's like, you know, Hopefully it'll push them, push your back into the arms of the church. Like I will definitely support people, especially in politics too. Like as Catholics, when I converted to Catholicism, it shaped a lot of my even political and cultural worldview on things mm -hmm. to the point where it's like, you know, personally, it's like, I'm a monarchist. I believe in the monarchy. It's like, I just don't really see myself fitting in this like democracy type system. It's like, because we're not made. The kingdom of heaven was not meant to be a democracy. Like the church is not a democracy. It's not free for all. It's yeah. about a kingdom. Christ is glorified. And Christ is reigning, you know, especially Mary, his queen mother. No, we don't worship Mary, but it's like, you know, she's like the queen mother assisting her son. How come our British friends make such a big ado princess die? And like my, my wife, she all those um, you know, British Netflix and stuff about the royal family and King Charles. How come it's okay to just obsess over them and bow to them and curtsy and long live the king, long live the queen? But when you put that in religious terms, 
uh, the Virgin Mary's a queen, but she gets all the hate. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, Apparently, Mary's just Mary's just a regular human and not the mother of God. That's Nestorianism. Yeah, but the queen Most of Most Protestants, they're just being Nestorian. Yeah. Like, why do you think Nestorius was condemned as a heretic at the Council of Ephesus? I mean, because, like, he said he didn't call Mary the Theotokos. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Man. By the way, there is the, your video, like, that you're filming with your son. You were driving to Catholic Palooza, like, on the way. And you're like, hey, man, look at the Protestants. You see them, like, you know, bowing down to images. Look at them. Yeah. And, like, I noticed the other day that my pockets, look, got freaking grave images in my pockets. Oh, my God. Oh, oh but, no. But no one ever complains about this. It's a graven image, you know? And uh, we carry these things around. Nobody said, now see, you see this right here? People say, that's a graven image. You're going to hell. That's a graven oh. But here I got one right here, and nobody's going to tell me I'm going to hell over George Washington. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people, I mean, people, well, people stuff right I, here. I think people like often say, and this is one of the biggest mistakes Protestants make is conflating, you know, pr- they conflate like prayer and worship. And that's one of the things my mom and I have argued fiercely on is like, because if we think about it, it's like, and even like Franco's videos helped me out. It's like prayer originally means like simple requests. It's like, if I ask you to pray for me, technically I'm praying to you. We're praying right now. I'm praying to Steve and Steve's praying to John. We're praying to Hope and Tim and all these people in the comments. We're praying. We're talking to each other. That's all the word means. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. and, and really this is a graven image your face and me it's digital but it's <laughs> and look at that picture above your head is that a graven image oh yeah like yeah is that you as a little boy yeah it's it's baby steve that's like a gra- man you need to burn it oh man oh <laughs> it's silly to say it I just think, you know, I mean, it's true. It's like, you know, if you're like having a statue and you like, like say, I worship like the statue, if you intentionally worship anyone other gun, it's like, obviously it is wrong, but it's like, but, but then one thing that like gets me off guard is when Protestants get all scrupulous about like having any statues at all. It's like, it's like they automatically just assume like when you have a statue right there, they just think like, Oh, you're worshiping her? I'm like, no, this is, I mean, you don't know whether I'm going to worship. You don't know like what I'm doing with these statues. I could just be using them for decorations. Just ask them about the statue they carry in their pocket. Just ask them what statue of George Washington in your pocket. Yeah. Oh. It's. I got to go. We're out of time. But do you think your mom will watch this one day? Maybe she'll like just probably like just grill me on this. It's like, oh, let's see what you guys talked about. I mean, honestly, it. it the part of the time was just like wasted. Like I never expected like you know. It wasn't wasted, brother. That was. Gold. I just my mom. My mom just like 
just barged in and just started like saying, stop lying. You're lying. I'm like, I was just sharing the testimony about how I know. How is that lying? And if I, I'm just trying to share it from my own perspective. She's just upset, Steve. Okay. Just give her some grace. She's upset. Yeah, so, I've been trying to give her grace. Like I still am, but it's like I'm just pray I'll just pray the rosary for her. Yeah, we all will. Okay? Yeah. We all will. I'm sure these guys watching Addie and Chloe and giving you your shot shout out. But uh Steven, I love you and I'll stay in touch with you. And yeah. uh you got these guys like Salt Salted Hope. She lives right there by you and blue collar Catholic. Wait, Salted Hope. Which town in New Jersey does she live at? Like what? I live in Boxer, man. I'm not gonna tell you where her house is. I'm like, I'm like, which town? Which town? I'm not saying that. Blue collar Catholic, you know. Uh, Alexandria Hudson. She lives in Arizona in the desert, but uh, blue collar Catholic lives is from Jersey. He's from hmm. Jersey. Oh, uh, he was evangelical. You got a lot of support, man. But I got to go. I love you. All right. God bless. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I'll, I'll give you a text tomorrow, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye, guys.